That didn't feel right. Let me one more time. Oh, yeah. That's good enough. <sighs> Damn it. That threw me off too. <laughs> uh, what up, y'all? It's your boy. The one and only A-Switch, a.k.a. Who keep putting these damn chili cheese fries in my damn pocket? (laughs) A.K.A. More jelly than peanut butter in your sandwich. (laughs) That took me out. Um, A.K.A. The undisputed, uncontested, undefeated social distancing champion, a.k.a. Dokumaki Tiger Dropper, bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sites, episode 119. Um, Today's date is uh, September 2nd, 2021. Uh, Do you remember? I'm just going to leave it at that you it's up to you to if you don't know what that means then i don't i'm not gonna help <laughs> if you don't know what that means i'm not gonna help you earth wind and fire that's all you're gonna get um yeah man man it's crazy september it is september already this whew, yeah september man it's crazy uh, for those that don't know, uh, Switch Sites Podcast uh, is a podcast where uh, your one and only um, talks about video games and other related stuff. Um, yeah, which which is games, of course. Uh, but at least <laughs> at least taking a look at the world right now, I mean, <laughs> oh, my God, it's uh, I don't I mean, the pandemic was was uh <laughs> I, I can't even comfortably say cool and all because it really is really is not but then on top of that we got uh all these these uh hurricanes going in unprecedented places for the first time i'm not gonna lie i'm a little i'm a little concerned now i mean i was concerned with the pandemic but now i was like okay <laughs> um the universe might be trying to tell us something and we're not we're maybe not getting it. I don't know, but, um, yeah, hopefully everybody's okay in, uh, you know, respective countries. I, I believe mostly, uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, as well as, um, uh, New York and Jersey have been affected by, uh, this hurricane, hurricane Ida, I believe. So who boy, <laughs> this is the stuff is not getting better. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, what can you say? Just, I don't know, find your muse, I guess that's probably the best. And that, I mean, how can you, for me, that'd be, that'd be horrible. Like everything's flooded. I can't play anything. Well, I mean, technically you could play, play your switch, play, um, you know, portable, devices so i can't i can't 100 percent say that but you know what i mean be highly inconvenient you know so um yeah so uh with that aside uh, at least oh my god 
I'm glad I caught it. Almost slipped on my time codes. Let me do that right now. But uh, this this week had some uh, interesting interesting tidbits that did happen. Uh, there's some stuff uh, I did miss from last week that at least I'm gonna try to uh, implement this week um, as well. But um, hey, one way or another, we are going to get into it. Also, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna try to try to uh, record this before. I go see, um, I go see Shang-Chi <laughs> probably. It's kind of like a tongue twister when you think about it. Shang, Shang-Chi, 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 Shang, Shang. Let me stop. Let me stop. We'll see how it goes. I don't, I think it'll be, we'll be okay. But just in case, just just in case, and I am done. <laughs> okay, so without further ado, let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. Um, first topic of discussion: uh, PlayStation Showcase. Uh, finally, we got an announcement um, that. Uh, we're going to get a PlayStation showcase next Thursday, September 9th, 2021. Um, so, uh, I mean, Hey, get them, uh, get them expectations ready. I know I am. I know they're, 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 uh, (laughs) they're probably way more, way more high, high than they should be. But you know what? Hey, a man can dream and if you're not dreaming, then you're not going anywhere. You know what I mean? If you, if you're not dreaming, then you're not <laughs> just because it rhymes. <laughs> if you ain't dreaming, then you're not scheming. So I don't, I don't know. What are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, with that aside, I guess we'll read this little short snippet. Um, let me get my, let me get my presenter talking. <laughs> oh, let me get the, <laughs> get the cough out <laughs> oh man oh it's me thinking about it it's just making me laugh i'm trying not to but it's hard okay um you've been you've been awfully patient <laughs> and we thank you for that and now we're looking forward to showing you what we've been working on <laughs> tune in next thursday September 9th at 1 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. BST, 10 p.m. CST for a look into the future of PlayStation 5. The showcase will weigh in at around 40 minutes and include updates from PlayStation Studios and some of the industry's most imaginative developers. For games releasing this holiday and beyond and stick around after the presentation, to get more updates from some of the studio teams featured in the showcase. One thing to note, PlayStation's uh, next generation of VR won't make an appearance this time, 
but there will still be plenty of great PS5 games from developers large and small. We hope you can join us. Okay. Wasn't much room to, uh, you know, ridicule, but you know, it's, 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 it's good on Sony's end, if anything. So, um, I guess the biggest thing to note personally is that, uh, I know previous, uh, like directs and stuff, they did like make sure to emphasize, which they kind of partially did in this, that, um, uh, the, uh, VR is not going to be included. So anything VR related or the next generation of VR will not make an appearance. Um, but at least before, I think the previous, the previous direct, they didn't, they did mention that, like, don't expect any, like some along the lines of don't expect any like super big announcements or something like that. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but they, it was something close to that where it was like, Hey, Hey guys, we know you're very excited, but, um, uh, <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's, let's not, let's not have those. <laughs> let's not have those penises too hard. Now let's, let's calm down now. Let's <laughs> those boners can, uh, they can rest for a bit. <laughs> Somebody actually just walks on stage and says that. Um, so yeah, I mean, so now my expectations are going to go off the roof and now obviously personally. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm thinking what can we see or likely to see, uh, to be realistic. I think first thing off the bat, I think is pretty safe, a safe bet that we're going to see God of war Ragnarok or whatever it's called. I know that's the, um, unofficial like word of mouth, uh, name subtitle that, that we gave it. But, um, yeah, I'm very curious to see. I think we've, we've yet to see anything only just a <laughs> teaser of the logo that like, Hey, we're working on the next God of war. I think it's time. It's been what four, <sighs> four years four years since the, the remake or, you know, reboot slash remake reboot re re there's gotta be a term for this, a reboot, but also a continuation, a soft reboot, soft reboot. I guess that's maybe the closest we'll get, but soft reboot of, of God of war. So, I mean, they definitely got some, something there. So I think we'll, if anything, we're definitely going to see, God of War, um, to whatever, I know that's going to be weird, whatever they call it now. I mean, they technically can because it's on another platform. So either way, I think we'll definitely see, I think we'll definitely see gameplay of God of War, the next God of War. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Um, what else? I would say, uh, I don't know. Considering I was going to say resident evil village DLC, but considering we didn't, we only got like a title card that, Hey, Hey guys, we're working on resident evil village DLC. Uh, please wait. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna, I don't think we're going to see that. I think, (laughs) what we're more likely going to see 
is that freaking horrible Resident Evil? What is it? Reverse, reverse. Just let it. We don't want it. We don't want it, Capcom. You know what we do want, though. Or at least I, I guess I can only speak for, speak for myself. Um, you know, Resident Evil outbreak. Come on, Capcom is time. Please, please. Um, <laughs> it's just me hoping. That's just my personal. I, I did put some personal matters into this, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've <laughs> I, I took off the realistic hat, put my fanboy hat on. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, what else? I mean, sticking on the Resident Evil train. Um, <laughs> um, I think, I think we could potentially, I think it's possible. I think we could see a Resident Evil, Resident Evil, uh, director's cut. I don't know how they would name it, but basically it would be specifically Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2 remake and Resident Evil 3 remake, both bundled and both uh, having addition additions to the game, um, including <laughs> this is very oddly specific. I know I've probably brought this up before, but I, I, I just want to put it to a to existence either way. I think we'll see. Yeah, Resident Evil two and three director's cut uh, Two will have, you know, some of the various aspects um, zapping the zapping system, more um, expanded um, scenarios. We're not uh, A and B are the exact same for each character, kind of basically similar to the original games. Um, I guess really three has the most to, to get from this, but, um, I mean, that's substantial in of itself. That's why I think it'll be bundled with both two and three. Since when you think about it, both are very fairly closely related, especially at least with these new, these new versions, um, remakes of the game. Uh, three, of course we'll get clock tower. I think we'll probably get a lot of, you know, missing a, um, missing aspects from the original coming back, man. I think the, the key points they could, they could just need add clock tower, add decisions, uh, the, the real time decision system. Um, oh yeah. Make freaking nemesis more dynamic and actually scary rather than like a scripted, a scripted event, uh, pretty much majority of the game. And I mean, technically that would be the minimum. I mean, if they want to go far and beyond, they could probably add some of the, maybe expand raccoon city more. Like you can explore more areas. They have you do more into the, uh, in the area would be pretty dope. Um, yeah, yeah. Partially I, I, that may still be a little personal desire, but I mean, I think it, it technically could be feasible. Um, yeah, Resident Evil wise. Yeah, Resident Evil four remake is going to be a, a long ways away. Um, I don't think they would show Resident Evil four VR because that's Oculus VR. 
So I think that that could be potentially possible. Um, at least from the Capcom Resident Evil front. Uh, maybe we'll see uh, Street Fighter Six potentially. Um, we got the last DLC. Well, no, we haven't got the last DLC character release, so I would scratch that. Um, I could, I think that probably maybe is it for. Hmm. <laughs> I could say Dino Crisis, but I'm like, uh, I don't know. That's that's maybe a little too ambitious, but um. They did say third party, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I would not doubt Capcom's presence with, uh, new releases since they seem to have the most, um, the strongest relationship Capcom and PlayStation, at least as far as announcements goes, I think, but outside of, you know, obvious exclusives like, uh, you know, Monster Hunter Rise and stuff, but, um, at least shifting gears, I think, uh, especially with this whole rumor mill of abandoned and that whole messy, like, <laughs> uh, what trail mix <laughs> trail of just weirdness and disappointment with whatever this game is. I think it's actually going to be a uh, silent hill. I really do at this point because the, the communication is just super weird. That's why I didn't want to really cover. Cause there's been a lot, a lot of reasonable tidbits that, that have gradually came out regarding it, that just further make it sound very just weird is the best way I, I can describe it. But, um, yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think we'll get, we'll get silent Hill. Silent Hill will be announced as a a little bold, but you know what? At this point, I don't know, man, uh, based on all the rumors and you know, the weirdness is going around. I think it's pretty possible at this point. I think it's pretty possible. Um, Grand Turismo seven, I think. That's been long overdue as, I mean, as somebody who's not even a recent fan, but I feel like that's always a staple for <laughs> PlayStation having a racing game, especially to compete with for, uh, uh, for Forza, um, anything outside of that. Yeah. I think anything outside of that is fair game. I don't, at least I can't recall anything else, anything else that, um, it's like a definitive guarantee. Um, yeah, they said this holiday and beyond. So maybe they'll touch on some of the games coming out. Maybe you'll get a little tidbit of Death Stranding. Um, is there anything else outside of Death Stranding? PlayStation is coming out. Oh, uh, Judgment. Maybe get a little bit of Judgment. Oh, maybe might get, might get, um, might get a new Yakuza announcement finally. Um, I think that would, would not be too, uh, far fetched unless they're getting really buddy, buddy with Microsoft, at least Sega. That may be the only, I guess, scenario I could see. Maybe it wouldn't, but at least generally speaking, they've always been so far associated with PlayStation. 
um, from that standpoint. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think that those are least, ah, dare I say, oh yeah, of course. Final fantasy 16. Is it 15 or I think it's 16. I think they just straight up skip. No final fantasy. Final fantasy 15 was the last game or mainline single player final fantasy. Um, but yeah, I think we'll see final fantasy 16. I would be surprised, but at the same time, I could see us getting a little tidbit of a final fantasy remake part two. I mean, especially if you played the DLC, uh, I don't know. I think they're way ahead of development than I think we think, even though, you know, of course the kind of square Enix curse of, you know, game, uh, every, you know, final fantasy game that comes out is taken like what way more than projected or in general, just taking, <laughs> you'll get it when we, we, when we're done five, six years to pass or whatever. So, but I don't know, considering the structure of final fantasy seven remake, I think it's going to be way faster between releases than I think we are anticipating considering, you know, square Enix's previous track records with, um, their final fantasy games. Um, especially now, at least with final fantasy, you have the template of the game already and, you know, just slight deviations off that. I think they, I think, I I really think they are further ahead than we think, but I guess (laughs) we'll see come on next Thursday. But, um, yeah. So yeah, final fantasy 16, I think is a given. Um, yeah, I think at least as far as my knowledge is concerned, um, I think those are (laughs) mostly safe, uh, safe bets. (laughs) A lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, aspirations, uh, dreams coming out, but you know, Hey, um, yeah. So, Hey, get your, um, it's just, <laughs> I don't know what Sony people have Sony ponies and get, get your, um, put your dual, dual shocks in your pants and just let it vibe. Bro. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> is that what, is that what people do? I don't, I don't know. I'm just shooting. I'm just shooting either way. Um, moving on. Suda 51. You already know. I have to. It's my obligation. It is my duty to uh, push the Suda 51 agenda. Okay. Um, As you guys may or may have not known, Normal Heroes 3 has dropped. Uh, We'll talk about that later. uh, Later in uh, the episode. But uh, at least and as far as news is concerned, uh, Suda did have a, uh, live stream promoting the game, of course. And during that, he was asked a couple questions. I believe this was IGN Japan's, um, event where he was, uh, attended. And he basically said, I guess we'll quote. So basically he was asked, um, in terms of what's next after, uh, no more heroes three in terms of as far as grasshopper. And of course himself is concerned in terms of the company. 
so just a quote, uh, the broad answer is that we already have a lot of projects that are in development over the next 10 years. We have three, three original IPs that we are working on and we have already planned out. So you can definitely look forward to a lot of new, interesting, original IPs from grasshopper. We also of course have other plans and we're all working hard on them and these to bring to fruition, but thinking about things I love to do. I love to work with Marvel, like on a, a Shatterstar or Deadpool project or something very <laughs> grasshoppery <laughs> like that. Maybe a quick silver title of some sort. So Marvel wink, wink. I mean, he didn't say that, but clearly you can get the implication. So first off, first off, um, you damn right. I want to fucking a pseudo 51 Deadpool game. I will play that instantaneously without question. Right. When it says, <laughs> right. When they said a game is released, my thumb is on the button hitting buy. Okay. That's first off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, knowing his style in Deadpool, how like, Suda and you know, the Deadpool, the character, at least as far as I know from the media of I've, I've watched and consumed, um, it seems like they, they're both one of the same in terms of being like having, you know, fourth wall breaking humor and, you know, being very, um, dare I say self deprecating at times. Um, but all in all, just the, 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 the same type of sense of humor. Um, I think, man, yeah, if anybody were to make a Deadpool game next, I, I definitely would want Suda 51. I totally, uh, wholly agree on that. So, um, but I think later in the interview, um, regarding specifically, um, No More Heroes 3, where at least, you know, when, when No More Heroes 3 dropped over the weekend in Suda 51, you know, made this very like conclusive type of almost sentimental tweet about like, you know, it, it made it seem like this is definitely the last no more heroes, but basically when asked on the question, uh, for no more heroes, three marvelous and extreme, uh, was extremely cooperative. And they basically gave grasshopper the IP to work with for five years and just said, go for it, do whatever you want. You have, you have creative freedom. And first of all, um, we're really thankful for the opportunity to revisit the series that we love and do whatever we want with it. And whether or not there will be another title in the no more hero series, I can't say yes. And I can't say no, the IP has returned to marvelous. So nobody knows what's going to happen, but that's all I can really say. So it's, yeah, it's weird. Um, at least as far as like, uh, I guess to unveil, a little bit as far as no one here is three is concerned in general, the game definitely is left open to, to, uh, be continued for sure. Um, so, I mean, he, it, he made it seem like it's very conclusive, but at the same time, I'm not sure. Um, you know, maybe it could be that somebody else is going to take the mantle and start developing or making, making the, the franchise, uh, outside of him or what, but at least it's good. Now it's that it's not, <laughs> he made it seem like it's very, you know, for sure. He's never, that's the last, 
no more hero game he's uh he's working on but it doesn't necessarily seem like it's possible so personally as a big uh huge no more heroes fan that's good to know um but i believe also he said that uh there he's working on five games uh that there is five new games in production um and uh yeah, I guess going back to what, what we said earlier, but basically there's going to be three original IPs that he's working on. And then, um, so obviously that leaves two <laughs> in terms of either, obviously I think there's going to be a remake or, you know, remaster. So at least people are thinking, um, hotel Barcelona, which I think that's already been like speculated for a while now in terms of the new IP. Uh, Flower, Sun and Rain remake uh, as an existing uh, IP that's being remade. Um, I, I, at least from the, some of the research, I've never played the game, but it seems to be kind of like an adventure. I guess think uh, maybe missed kind of, but like, uh, yeah, like a, uh, just a standard uh, adventure game, you know, with the Suda 51 style to it. So I think it only came out in Japan. I think they came out with a, a DS, a DS, um, remake or a remaster, <laughs> technically not a remaster from what I've seen. It seemed like the footage and overall game is a little lower quality, of course. And I think this game, which I think was a PS2 game, I want to say, um, let me actually fact check that real quick just to be sure. Graphically, it looked like a, a PS2 game. And then it was remade technically on the DS, but, uh, PlayStation 2. Yeah. Okay. Just want to be sure. Um, so yeah. Um, I guess the obvious other new IP that, uh, for those that may not know for, uh, you know, I think personally, I definitely would want, I'm a, big fan of it, but uh killer seven definitely will, will like a uh, remaster or um, a director's cut version of the game. Since uh, at least through various interviews with Suda, he basically explained that like a, like a significant amount of the game was cut. Oh, uh, you know, uh, aspects of the game was cut like, three to four hours worth in terms of cutscenes and other various things like that. So knowing how just that game is, you know, as it originally came out in terms of original release, um, man, like just thinking <laughs> how crazy that game was, is, uh, with its current release, um, just thinking like how much more <laughs> can be like kind of, a I don't know, um, expanded upon that at least we weren't, we aren't aware of that. Um, you know, I totally would love to see that just knowing how crazy killer seven is as a game who killer seven directors cut or whatever. I mean, it feels like that's the popular term nowadays. Now PlayStation just ruined it. Every single game that's <laughs> it, what seems like slightly upgraded is a director cut director's cut now, but um, at least in this scenario, I think it's, uh, I think it's the more, more accurate, uh, you know, use of director's cut considering that, you know, a lot of unreleased stuff being put in the game 
to, uh, you know, play that version of the game, then, you know, just, I, yeah, it's like, yeah. Director's cut is like, in my opinion, it's stuff that's been, that was maybe intended to be in the game that was cut and, you know, implemented in this version. But I don't know. It feels like it's kind of counterintuitive for how it's commonly being used to, to with, you know, these new IPs these days, but I digress. I digress. Um, I guess one thing to note though, for killer seven is that the IP is still with is uh, I think still with Capcom. So, I mean, considering we got the, the somewhat, somewhat recent port of killer seven for PC, which obviously needed some, you know, agreement with Capcom to do. Um, I don't see that being too crazy to, uh, you know, to fathom, especially, you know, I think no more heroes three is definitely going to bring Suda's popularity back. Uh, I think, I think it's safe to say no more heroes though. No more heroes series is probably his most commercially popular game that he's developed game series franchise that he's developed. Um, I'm pretty sure that's a safe bet. I mean, generally though, it's kind of, it's kind of sad. Like how a lot of his games have not really generally sold that well, technically, I guess by, uh, you know, publishers or developer standpoints in terms of, I don't know, uh, what's the word? Not even, but met expectations or whatever. So, um, but Hey, I'm just here to say, and, and yes, <laughs> yes, I'm pushing that suit of 51 agenda. You've not tried any of the Suda 51 games. I do recommend it. You got a lot of genres. You got, um, of course, no more heroes, which is probably the most maybe, uh, accessible angle. If you wanted to, you know, get a, get a, want to, want to, uh, explore Suda 51's brand, or you got, um, uh, silver case, which are the interactive I guess, I guess you consider them interactive novels. I've not played those yet, but I definitely do plan to, especially considering, um, you know, how much, uh, Norman Hero series actually sparked my interest into a lot of, uh, of Suda's previous games that I have not played. Um, killer is dead, which is, uh, it's similar to Norman heroes, but it's kind of watered down based on, um, uh, the direction was kind of, uh, you know, affected by the publishers. I feel like it from what at least he said about it. Um, same could kind of go for shadows of Dan, but either way, those are just a couple of the many, many titles. But, uh, yeah, I'd say if you have not, if you're, (laughs) let me preface this. If you're into, if you're into like adult swim, yeah, if you're in an adult swim shows in general, um, I think you will like Suda 51's games. That's probably, I think that's the safest general generalization I could make. And by those shows, like, <laughs> I don't want to be too specific in terms of shows, but, um, damn. Ah, so I guess specifically. <laughs> Tim and Eric awesome show. That is a great show, by the way. I'm sorry. Uh, it just, 
Uh, that's my type of humor. I'm sorry. I'm just super random and just what <laughs> that's, that's my, that's my personal, uh, favorite humor. Um, what else? I guess you could say Eric Andre to some extent. He just, he going a little too crazy, but, um, what is, uh, was the, you know, Aquatine hunger force to some extent C lab 2021. Um, damn it. What's the space ghost space ghost coast to coast. Some, some similar, someone, if you, if you like any of those shows to some extent, I think, uh, you would enjoy Suda 51's content, I believe, but I digress. I digress. Um, but yeah, man, I am very looking forward to, uh, as you know, being, um, a fan since the original No More Heroes back in 2007, uh, slowly, but surely catching on, catching up to some of his other works. Um, this is good to hear. Um, I think, you know, you could tell him in his direction that he just, he really makes the games just for, you know, himself that he's satisfied with it. And I, I, I respect that. Cause I think, you know, when you try to compromise to some extent, there is just going to be some room for, I don't know, that kind of coming out in the game to some extent, which we'll talk about later, but either way, pretty cool. I'm sorry. I just have to, sorry about gushing for suit 51, but you know, I have to, I have to, this is uh this was a legitimate cause, legitimate cause, I believe. So, um, speaking of, um, <laughs> heroes that, uh, that, um, well, you know, well, I guess heroes in general, um, highly respected people in the video game industry. At least personally, I respect, um, Tasha hero Nagoshi. For those that don't know, um, the, I'd say pretty much the godfather of, uh, the Yakuza series, basically. Um, I guess <laughs> generally the, the director of Yakuza, of the Yakuza games, and I'm, I'm pretty certain many other games. Uh, I think he's, uh, I think he had some, some, uh, assistance with virtual fighter as well as, uh, I guess Shenmue, which technically, uh, I guess it eventually made him make Yakuza, uh, after I guess, I think he had a fallen out with Yu Suzuki, who's, uh, the, the door, who was the director of, uh, Shenmue. Um, but either way, <sighs> Tasha Hiro Nagoshi, apparently, uh, China's, uh, company NetEase, which I think is maybe a sub company under, of course, the infamous, like <laughs> infamous juggernaut, m- m- monopolistic juggernaut that is a uh, Tencent, basically like the, the, um, <laughs> the Disney of, uh, video games. It feels like to me, at least, um, I'm pretty sure there's other game companies that are more worthy of that title and are more accurate, but just to paint the picture, um, apparently <sighs> it hurts me to say this, <laughs> They're in uh, negotiations that basically poach um, Tashihiro Nagoshi from Sega within their company, um, you know, to obviously do whatever. I think actually Nagoshi is actually even higher 
um, within Sega uh, on top of directing Yakuza, but also doing more um, higher, higher stuff essentially. But um, man, that's uh, that man. It's still in negotiation. So it's not at least as far as we know, as of today, uh, Thursday, hasn't been solidified, but it at least is in the works. So that's, uh, it's gonna suck. Uh, I mean, of course we can have that speculation about, you know, how, how much will this affect the next Yakuza? If, if this does fall through, um, or, you know, go through, I mean, um, I guess that's yet to be known or seen, but still, um, he's, it's hard to deny he was a, an essential part of making the Yakuza franchise, the franchise that it is today. So, and of course, you know, the, this, the, um, spinoff games like, uh, judgment, of course, with uh judgment, lost judgment coming out soon this month. And, um, what was the other one? I thought he made some other, oh yeah. Fist in the North star. Um, oh, that was a great, that was a great game. Fist in the North star uh, spin off too. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it hurts a bit, you know, as <laughs> if you guys may, may have not known or picked up, I am a huge, uh, Yakuza fan. Um, yeah, man. Um, ah, it, it, it sucks. It sucks. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if, if this happens, if, if, if it even happens, but still that's, uh, it's going to suck. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, maybe they'll make, he'll make some new with uh netties that might be pretty dope. Maybe a Yakuza like multiplayer type game. That'd be, that'd be kind of cool too. I'm just, I guess I'm just <laughs> trying to look at the good side of this at all, but it, it's, it's a little tough. Not going to lie. But like I think about it at the same time, <laughs> now Yakuza is going turn-based. Uh, you know, of course, the exception of Lost Judgment, you know, st- remaining, remaining and staying within the beat 'em up route. So, <sighs> it's uh, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. But uh, yeah, man, as as a Yakuza fan, whew, that hurts. It hurts, hurts, hurts the heart a bit, you know, a part of me, <laughs> a part of me is going to go away. <laughs> Tasha here negotiate, uh, leave Sega like, oh, my soul. <laughs> oh, my soul. Was that, uh, like, a <laughs> final fight, uh, when you, uh, wrecked the car. <laughs> oh, my, oh, I forgot. They centered it too. First they, it was originally, Oh my God. And then, Oh my car. Oh, what did I say? My, uh, fuck. I lost it. <laughs> I lost it. Oh my, my Goshi. I don't, <laughs> that's what, that's what I say. Oh my Goshi. Um, <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. It's not looking good though, but we'll see. We'll see what, uh, what happens. Maybe, maybe if he's, if he's, you know, agrees and then maybe he's like, I'll leave after I make my last Yakuza game. It's like, okay, at least we get one more. 
you know, so only time will tell, I guess. But <laughs> oh, my goal sheet. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's just funny to me. I'm sorry. Um, moving on. Uh, boy, uh, Blizzard, of course, you know, the people who have, uh, been a pretty, uh, pretty reckless in regards to, um, you know, of course, sexual assault allegations and just all types of just HR violations up the ass, of course. But, (laughs) you know, uh, basically one thing they thought that would, uh, you know, help, help them, uh, be deemed better in the eyes of, um, of us as fans of, uh, you know, their games apparently is, uh, you know what, let's, uh, rename, uh, one of the characters in overwatch that we renamed after one of the, uh, sexual, uh, assault, um, you know, uh, people more or less. And, uh, (laughs) Basically, I guess that person was, uh, Jesse McCree, I think is the full name, uh, who is, you know, McCree and overwatch the, um, cowboy with the pistol. They were like, uh, it's high noon. Oh, everybody's oh shit. Oh my God. <laughs> it's high. Oh shit. Oh, <laughs> I'm just accurate though. <laughs> it's high. Oh shit. Where is it at? <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, <sighs> So basically they decided that they're going to, uh, rename Jesse to whomever, uh, at least in, um, uh, <laughs> the thread with my friends is, uh, <laughs> shoots McGee. That's pretty good. Uh, shoots McGee, man. That's, uh, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm a proponent to, uh, one to have a shoots McGee, uh, the official replacement for, or what's his name in uh, Overwatch? That'd be that'd be very welcome uh, and appreciated. Um, let's all put that in the tally officially for that to be in the running. If if there's some uh, some name vote submission, please uh, put that in there. Uh, shoots shoots McGee credit to um, to all of my friends in that that respect. Put that in there, please. Um, something Dupree. Hear ye, Dupree. That was my personal submission. I don't know if that's gonna, <laughs> that's gonna have any staying power. But you know what? I mean, hey, you know, we just <sighs> one could dream, you know. Um, but I mean, either way, this is this is of all the things you could do to try to make yourself seem, hey guys, <laughs> hey guys, we've heard you. Um, yeah, we fucked up. Uh, you know, having Bill having a Bill Cosby suite, ah, that's probably not the best. Um who fuck man, we uh damn. Um so yeah, I mean <laughs> that just does not make sense to me. So um yeah, they there could have been other things to do. Now you're gonna pay like all the voice actors to rename this person, and it's like I mean, that name better be bet way better than, you know, at least everybody call him McCree, but, uh, better be way better than, uh, you know, what we got. Then, I mean, you know, of course people are still going to call him, of course, the original name. So it's like, I don't know. It's like the damage has kind of been done. And then the fact that you're doing this is adding more attention to it. 
but you know, I don't know. That's of all the things you're, you're trying to do right now, this is on your priority list, I guess. It's like, I feel like there's way more (laughs) priority stuff than like, you know, fixing the staff you got on the team that's doing all this and, you know, inhibiting this environment. But I digress. Um, yeah. So, so long McCree, uh, hopefully, um, Hey, uh, let's introduce, um, (laughs) (sighs) shoots McGee. That's, that's, that's really good. That, that, that should be, that should be permanent. I really hope that's permanent, but (sighs) anyway, uh, moving on. Um, Resident Evil movie, Resident Evil, um, welcome to Raccoon City, bitch. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> That's immature as hell, but you know what? Um, Resident Evil, welcome to Raccoon City. Uh, basically got some first look photos of the movie and ooh. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say looking, looking kind of, uh, yeah, not really. Uh, where do I even start? So first off, um, at least the pictures I'm looking at, they're, they're all on there. If you Google it, they're, they're you know, widely available, but so they show uh Leon and Claire. It's just so many things to just, just, just nitpick as like a gamer, like, <laughs> Um, Leon, he doesn't, uh, he, he does not have the Leonardo DiCaprio bowl cut. So, <laughs> which, okay. But it's like, it, it, it's some, uh, it, it's hard. It's tough. It's like Leon and people have been, you know, going at this really, uh, speculating that, you know, <laughs> Leon looks more like Louis Sarah than Leon Kennedy, <laughs> Louis Sarah from Resident Evil Ford and Leon Kennedy. And it's like, yeah, it's like, why is this hair? So why is he's, <sighs> they could have just, I don't know, man, it, it, Claire, she don't got a ponytail. I mean, that's kind of iconic for Claire. She doesn't have like, I'm not saying fully look exactly one-to-one like Claire, but it's like, put at least some effort and resemblance to people that are like fans of the games that are probably the majority of people that are going to watch the movie, to be honest, that like, you know, are okay. That's clear. But why is her hair down? Her hair is, I'm sorry, but why is her hair down? Her hair is not always down. It's never been really down. It's always been in a ponytail, (laughs) but I mean, you just want to, (laughs) <laughs> so that's one other thing, at least based off the screenshots we got, of course, there's time for them to hopefully maybe pull a, uh, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog, maybe change, maybe change the wardrobe, but I don't know, man. So, uh, they also show the Resident Evil one, like initial raccoon city entrance, you know, segment. So at least from what we could see visibly, we have, um, Chris Redfield who looks pretty good outfit lines up like, okay, this looks like what the movie version of Chris Redfield, I could totally believe it. I can take it. And then you got, I forgot her name. 
the girl that <laughs> the girl that was uh the the invisible girl in Ant, Ant- Man in the Wasp. I forgot her name. The I'm just <laughs> the the cute light skinned girl. I can't even damn it. Let me look it up. Let me I'm not going I'm not gonna do her like that. Not gonna do her like that. Uh I type Resident Evil Jill movie. What am I gonna get? Fucking Alice. Ugh. I think Hannah Joe Hannah Joe Kamen. Hannah Hannah John Kamen. Hannah John Kamen. So she's Jill. I mean it's like some stuff I feel like you can you can flex with, but I mean it's like uh Jill always has her has a beret. Yeah, I mean not all the time, of course, but I mean this is the first Resident Evil. Jill Jill should have a beret. She should have it. I mean, that's just I mean, it's just if it's tough. It's tough. It's like, okay, I can I can let that go. I can let it go. But I don't know. I I kind of want more of the costumes to stick more closer to, you know, as maybe unrealistic as the costumes are, you know, somewhat closer, but uh, is uh, I kind of wanted the beret. I'm going to be honest. At least give me the beret. You could you could do away with the elbow pads and you know, everything else. Just give me the beret. That's all I want. <laughs> Just give me the beret, please. Um So you got that. You got Barry Burton. We don't see much of him. He looks somewhat okay. Um, yeah, it's hard for me to tell since he's not really fully in the shot. And then you got Albert Wesker, who's just, uh, I guess, I mean, he doesn't have the shades. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's just some iconic things you should keep on the character from their, you know, respective counterparts to help with, I don't know, just, yeah, I don't know. It's just, Personally, it's just some aspects that's, that you, I don't think you could you you compromise for the character, which in this case, I feel like Albert Wesker should have the shades shades at night. It's always been Albert Wesker's Elmo, you know, um, and then then they show uh, Lisa Trevor, who uh, was in the remake of Resident Evil, wasn't in the original game and <sighs> It, I don't know. It just looks. And why is hair coming out of her eye? I don't. Well, I guess because it's a mask. Okay, I understand. I can, I can live with that. Um. Yeah, maybe after I see her in action, it might be more believable. But at least as far as it looks now, it looks kind of a Halloween costumey, Lisa Trevor, which. I guess technically was Lisa Trevor to some extent, but you know, she was more just, I guess, uh, lanky and, um, I don't know. I want to say bendy, but bendy, I don't know. It just was, she wasn't, she never stood up like she's standing right now. That makes sense. I'm sorry to be really critical about that. I mean, but it's like, well, I mean, we had the freaking whole, seven, what seven movie run of the original resident evil that totally obliterated the lineage of resident evil in terms of movie form. So to be honest, I think this is valid. Um, I think it's pretty valid in terms of 
some indication of where they might, you know, take their liberties in terms of the movie and story plot and whatnot. So we'll see. It probably will be different in action. Maybe, maybe, uh, Jill lost a beret. Maybe Wesker got hit by a zombie dog and Chris saved him. And then his glasses got destroyed. Um, we'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm not too optimistic about it, but I mean, at the same time, we'll see. I would like to be surprised. Maybe this is, these are, um, trick, trick, uh, shots, you know, tricking us to speculate. And then in turn, it's like, ah, oh, psych. No, we're actually, we're doing this to actually get you to get, you know, excited when they, we actually make the changes to show that we actually are listening to you guys. It's similar to like the Sonic movie. That me that might be <laughs> way too high Q of uh honestly these people would care for anyway in terms of like I don't think they would want to do something that like high level of IQ would who knows I don't know <sighs> either way I mean there you go so <sighs> I guess we'll see I I mean I'm pre- I'm still gonna watch it either way. I mean, I care and that's why I'm talking about it because I care. So, but it's, it's fine. It's fine. <sighs> and that concludes the, the news for this week. Um, we'll get into what I've been playing, uh, which has been, let's see, let me copy something else. I did not do will format no control Z do that format bam and then put the codes <sighs> copy copy and copy you get live, <laughs> live sub behind the sheens, <laughs> sheens. Um, yeah, so Monster Hunter Rise, um, the Akuma DLC, uh, came out. Of course, the only way you can get it is you got to earn it. So, was playing, um, playing, uh, the quest with some friends to get it. Um, and these plan, <laughs> we were playing, I think some EX version. I think, I, I don't think it was necessarily necessary. I want to say, or maybe it was some aspect or ingredient that you can only get by doing that one specifically, which it seems like monster hunters MO to do like ridiculously hard quests. So to, <laughs> to be as a litmus test for people like, okay, who they, they, they messed up this EX, um, uh, Rajong. So, Hey, he's good. He's good to go. Um, so either way, yeah, fighting this damn EX, at least it felt like an EX Rajong and, uh, getting our ass whooped. We was getting our ass whooped a couple of times, but you know what? Hey, it's not a, it's not a battle of, um, well, what do I say? Not necessarily skill, but attrition. You got to keep going at it. So we didn't give up. We didn't give up. And thankfully, sure enough, whooped his ass, succeeded, 
got the damn um kuma skin and uh it's good it's great you put it on uh all your voice lines are <laughs> akuma so you get your ass whooped <laughs> oh my says some shit like that i forgot but you know uh go drinking i mean that's that's my attempt at, at akuma but um yeah <laughs> it's pretty great it's pretty great um i guess there apparently was some emotes I'm assuming you have to buy those. I don't, I didn't buy them. I was like, I don't like Akuma that much to buy, uh, buy the emotes. Maybe, maybe on, if, if it's, if it's on sale, if it's like $2, I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Let <sighs> I me, <mean, laughs> I do want to look like, I want to do, want to do the demon, uh, the demon back bash. I do kind of want to do that. So <laughs> let me, let me go ahead and <laughs> let me go ahead and get the, let me get this, but Overall, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty dope. I like the skin. Um, now if we could get a Kuma in, uh, the Kuma DLC in Resident Evil two, um, whew, that'd be great. Just shooting <sighs> Capcom, please just give us a Kuma, a Kuma DLC in Resident Evil two. He's shooting fireballs at zombies. They, they blow up like it's a rocket launcher. Ugh, I'm, come on Capcom, please. Please, <laughs> please, Captain, please. I'm begging you. I only said it because it was a, I think it was a, was it a, I think it was an Easter egg. It was like a e- April Fool's. I think it was an April Fool's uh, version of a EGM mag- magazine back in the day. Shouts out to Electronic Gaming Monthly, RIP. Um, Love that magazine back in the day, but <sighs> that'd be really cool. That'd be great. If we get that announcement, I'll just yell. <laughs> I'm just, ah, that's it. That's just be, this is low. So it's hard to, hopefully it's not many people can hear it, but I don't No promises. Roommates, roommates might get startled. Might get a little startled. Um, yeah, moving on. Also, also played uh, Call of Duty, uh, the game that is associated with uh, Activision, who um, is doing uh, some very shady stuff. Um, just, I think, uh, if anything, I'll put that as a <laughs> as a preface to whenever I to kind of even some stuff out, but. I was curious to see how, uh, how, uh, this, uh, alpha was it, it's, it's exclusive. It was exclusive to PlayStation, uh, PlayStation users. I think it was PlayStation four as well as five. Um, but I played on PlayStation five. Um, and we played the, the new champion hill mode. Um, just basically like firefight for modern warfare, but how do I even describe it? It's like firefight mixed with Firefight mixed with team deathmatch mixed with, I want to say multi-team in Halo. Yeah. That's kind of maybe the best kind of realm. Yeah. Firefight mixed with, uh, multi-team, multi-team in Halo. If you remember that mixed with team deathmatch. So how it works is that 
you start a match and you get like, um, similar to like a battle Royale, you get like, uh, like, a maybe a minute or 30 seconds to buy perks, weapons or specific weapons you want to use. And then, uh, the match starts and then it randomly, uh, matches you with, uh, a, a, a random team. So there's like eight teams of two or three. There was a three, three, uh, three person, three team mode or two, two person team mode. Um, at least, uh, I play a little bit of both, but either way, it'll randomly match you with a, a random team, um, of, of those, um, amount of teams. And then you play basically isolated mini team deathmatch matches, or I guess it's yeah, kind of a kind of a, like, I guess gears in a sense where gears is team deathmatch mode, where you have a limited pool of lives and who, whomever team, uh, you know, kills the other team the most of those allotted lives. I think it's three. I think it's three. And I think it, it varies or scales based on, you know, excuse me, the team type. Um, so if you have three, I think it might be a little bit more than the two, but either way played that. And, uh, yeah, essentially within that, uh, you know, when you win, you basically it, that, that keeps happening after each match. And then eventually you get to a match where there's like halftime type of deal where you get again to select perks and weapons and stuff. Um, and then you'll go back into it. And then basically the last person that, you know, survives, uh, wins essentially pretty cool mode, pretty different. Um, something about it just doesn't feel like it did. It never gave me the vibe. Like, man, I, I'm definitely going to play this all the time. I'm just, this is watch over team, <laughs> watch out team deathmatch. No, it just does not seem like that at all. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It was fine, but, uh, yeah, I, the mode was okay. I maybe might try it if I even can, if I even consider buying Vanguard, which I'm still on the fence about, I'll maybe try some of the betas that are going to come out later. See if I feel any better, but, and I guess that was the other huge, uh, issue I did have with the game, at least with the alpha build that, uh, I played this past weekend was basically, basically, um, when you take damage, at least in that current build, um, the screen gets ridiculously dark where you can barely see anything. And it, of course, in turn, can't see <laughs> the enemy that's shooting you. So of course you can barely aim. And in turn, uh, you basically are at a huge disadvantage, which, uh, it got to the point where I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. So I pretty much played like, I think three to four matches and I was pretty much done. Went back and, um, play the next game that we'll talk about, but yeah, I don't know, man, we'll see. And then it's kind of weird that like, you know, of course this game is set in world war two, but then I guess apparently according to some people, technically there were, uh, red dots for, for weapons back, back in world war two. I'm assuming not as of course advanced as it looks in the games or in this, this game, but it was still weird nonetheless. So basically you're using a world war two weapon, but you got like a, 
what looks like a modern warfare uh red dot on it which is it's a little weird i don't know it's like i don't know i just pick one side but i don't know i mean personally i do like uh iron i mean uh red dot so maybe that might be make me want to play this uh you know more than other world war ii games which i've generally not really had um a long like i guess a long trek in playing so we'll see i don't know i mean the engine is definitely is obviously definitely based off of the modern warfare engine so i mean that in of itself is good um you know you can you can tactical sprint which i know is kind of controversial to uh, depending on who you talk to, I'm, I'm a fan of tactical sprint. I know others that aren't, um, but I love it. Um, I think doors were in the game. Maybe they weren't, maybe I'm misremembering, but I think from unofficial footage, I think they said that doors will actually be in the game, but this time you can actually destroy them rather than like, if you throw an explosive at them, it'll just open a door rather than destroy it. So it is some interesting tidbits. Oh, I think the biggest thing I heard uh, is that ghost is ghost only works if you're on the move, which is very appreciated as like probably one of the people who uh, despises campers, you know, in terms of I understand, you know, you got a <laughs> what's the term tactical placement or tax <laughs> strategic placement every once in a while in terms of particular scenarios, but like literally the whole match you're you're literally standing in the corner waiting for somebody to shoot them i personally um do not agree with that philosophy um um, personally i just like the running gun and you know hey if i get shot i get shot but you know what i'm 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 at least (laughs) i'm at least put a bullet in the kneecap that's (laughs) i'm gonna go out shooting somebody but yeah so Call of Duty Vanguard. Overall, I'm I'm on the fence at this point. Um, World War II shooters is not my my thing. Generally, I'm I'm a bigger fan of modern and futuristic, but we'll see. We'll see. Then, of course, oh, 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 oh. of course, um, no more heroes. No more heroes. I gotta do it. No more heroes is kill or be killed. And man, I wanna be. Sorry. Um, no more heroes three dropped last Thursday. Who? What? Where do I even start with this game? Um, man. So I guess a little bit of backstory. At least me personally, uh, I've said it already. Um, big fan of no more heroes. Played it. Uh, the first one since it premiered on the Wii as well as the second one. And then of course, <laughs> this is what, 10 years since, uh, uh, since two came out. Uh, I mean, I don't really count Travis strikes again, which is like an isometric slasher, uh, that came out in 2019. But, uh, after playing this game, uh, Travis strikes again, definitely like is a huge, huge component to normal heroes three for sure. From a story standpoint, it's a lot of story that was built in Travis strikes again. That does transition in normal heroes three. Uh, I tried to play a little bit before, uh, this came out, but I didn't, <laughs> uh, didn't get to, um, but either way I, I pretty much picked up 
some of the, the points either way, um, one way or another. But first off, I'll say this for sure is my game of the year so far currently. Uh, maybe potentially knocked by at least what I'm anticipating, uh, lost judgment or potentially halo infinite. If, uh, you know, it surprises, but at least so far currently, I'd say, um, yeah, no more heroes three is my game of the year so far. Um, it's hard to describe this game, man. It's like really a game you have to play to really understand, but I'll try my best. At least if you aren't familiar with like Suda 51's direction, uh, at least specifically with this game. Um, and I guess the normal hero series in general, the game, the game generally just has a lot of style confidence and just immaculate presentation. That's just like really the best way to describe it. And at least all of that to a point where it actually kind of, um, outshines or, uh, ha- makes you overlook like some of the, the, the weirdness and jankiness of, um, uh, especially the world. <laughs> That's probably one of the negatives about no more heroes three is that they did return to no more heroes one in terms of having a free roam, uh, world where you can explore. Uh, but the worlds look pretty bad, look pretty bad. It definitely, um, it definitely feels pretty obvious that like this game was pretty much compromised, uh, or, you know, constricted by the, the switches hardware, it feels like if the same game was developed for like the PS five or series X totally be the environment environments will look way better. But at the same time, it's not that bad, at least as somebody who I don't know, has appreciation of older games and, you know, um, can appreciate certain aspects from that, that extent. But for somebody that's like, I don't know, used to playing like, very high fidelity video games with, with the best graphics in the world, you're going to be pretty disappointed. I'm going to just say that flat out. But if you have some suspension of belief, (laughs) do do I cure the SpongeBob imagination? We do it. (laughs) Imagination. Um, uh, I think it's a lot to really enjoy, um, with this game. Um, probably the biggest, the biggest disappointment personally with this game, even though I, I, I still really enjoy it is that the format has changed, but basically the main plot is that there's, (laughs) uh, no longer are the assassins uh, a thing. Now this, this time a threat is an alien threat that comes to want to destroy the world. And now Travis is in this weird situation now where, you know, who someone who's been a, a assassin these past two games or four, three, uh, now has to technically kind of maybe potentially become maybe a hero, which may be counter intuitive to the, to the title. But, um, either way, there's a lot of interesting story development that comes with like Travis growing as a person, which is pretty cool. I have to say at least through all these games, seeing him progress, and grow as a person, um, in terms of like seeing who he is in no more heroes one and then playing, um, no more heroes three and see how much he's like changed for the most part, 
as a as a character, which I think is pretty cool. Um, a lot of very deep undercover meanings that I never really looked at, but now like I do look at it within that within those glasses, and I'm like, wow, that is kind of crazy when you think about it, but. Yeah. So that, that being the, the plot and of course the general plot for no more heroes, which is also in this game is that there's 10 ranked assassins. Well, at least in this case, 10 ranked assassins, galaxy assassins or whatever. And you have to defeat all of them to be the number one top ranked assassin in the galaxy in this context now. So, um, but basically that's generally been the same plot for the previous no more hero games. So, uh, yeah, it, it just, the game exudes so much style and confidence that, um, it's in charm that is, it's hard to, it's hard to, uh, I don't know, not like it, I guess. Personally, of course, um, it just is just something about it just makes it feel cozy, inviting and welcoming. Um, that I, it's hard to describe, but it's just some weird subconscious touch that this game has that at least personally has a grip over me that, um, I'm just really enjoying. Um, I beat it (laughs) twice already, uh, beat it again last night. Um, I beat it on normal difficulty. I think it's called bitter. And then uh, once you beat the game, you unlock like the hardest difficulty, which is called a uh, Carolina Reaper, <laughs> uh, which is actually is pretty hard to an extent. Um, it's just more so the enemies hit really hard and uh, you don't hit as much, I guess, which is, I guess, generally the template for harder modes, difficulty modes. But at least um, going back to the format, um, what's different from this one compared to the previous ones um, for no more heroes, you had a standard, uh, gameplay loop where you would, um, basically get enough money to do doing side jobs, which you do in, in, in this game as well. Um, but then when you go to the boss battle or ranking battle, you have a standard level where you fight through like other enemies and then you get up to a boss, like a standard level. But in this one, it's different where you do these things called placement matches, I believe, uh, or designated matches where you basically, um, travel to various places on the map, find them. And then, uh, when you go to it, it teleports you to this designated confined space and fight matches. And you generally have to do three matches after you complete the three matches, then you have to get enough money, which you generally get by doing the three matches anyway, uh, to then fight the boss that way, which in retrospect, I think I, I just did not really like that much compared to the previous games. It was fine, but I, I definitely would have preferred a fully blown linear level that you play and then work up to the boss. It felt like there wasn't really much of a buildup in terms of like the character, getting a sense of who the character is or the, the, person you're fighting is which you kind of somewhat for the you kind of got a little bit um in the previous game so yeah um then on outside of that you only have your one beam katana in the previous games you had multiple ones uh 
Uh, but it's weird. This game works like your combos change based on like, uh, there's a tension meter, which basically, uh, dictates like how strong your attacks are and also how different your attacks are. So when your, um, uh, tension gauge is the highest, like your attacks are powerful. Your beam katana is longer, which is kind of similar to the, um, the peon from no more heroes Two, which is like a super long, um, uh, uh, beam katana or <laughs> saber really. But, um, yeah, but yeah, sometimes the weapon, the, the saber looks different and looks reminiscent to some of the other weapons you have. So it's weird. It's really weird. But I mean, as a constellation, they do have, uh, the death drive, which was in, um, Normal heroes, Travis strikes again, which gives you uh, a lot of flexibility. Like you can slow down time. You can have a, like basically a seal and turret. And then you can also have a, a dedicated drop kick, uh, as well as like a, <laughs> a force push with what is at least what it looks like. Um, and that does add a lot of variability, uh, to the gameplay as well, as well as the enemies. The enemies definitely are the most diverse in terms of their behavior compared to the previous games as well. So it's weird. Like each, all the, the characters have their nuances that, you know, will encourage you to play a certain way, which in turn, you know, makes the combat more interesting than technically the previous other ones. But I don't know. It's weird. It's like aspects I like, and then aspects I don't like. Um, I guess the main one, yeah. Being the, um, lightsabers, the, the lack of, variety of lightsabers, at least being able to swap on hand. Um, what I felt would have been the next logical step since from no more heroes one, you can only change your lightsabers, uh, in your drawer at home. And then in no more heroes two, you can actually, they're on your, you know, pockets <laughs> and you can swap them like, uh, during the game, uh, during any fight you're playing pretty much well, not necessarily on the fly. There's a bit of a delay, but either way it was fine. But I felt like the next evolution to that would have been, um, kind of similar to, uh, y the Yakuza games, at least Yakuza zero and like Kwame where you could switch styles on the fly. I feel like it would have been, I, I, I think it would have been the next, uh, logical step at least that, you know, you could actually swap your, um, uh, katanas on the fly and like, you know, do some really dope combos, like, like using the various combos in certain ways at certain times and various situations. I think that would have made for even more interesting gameplay than what we got. But I do, I can say at least the combat is definitely the strongest it's ever been in this game from a general standpoint. Personally, I do like, um, the standard, um, you know, switching between the beam katanas and like, you know, if I'm facing a different enemy, I should probably switch, but this one is not, not so much, but there is nuances that, you know, uh, encourage you to play certain ways still anyway, that do does make the combat like probably the most in engaging I'll say out of all the, uh, of the, um, uh, no more heroes games. So, yeah. So, with all that being said, um, and I, I had some more time to think about it after playing it a second time. 
It's like I need some time to really solidify my thoughts about how I really felt. And yeah, after beating it a second time, it is definitely a, a, a fantastic game still. But if I were to rank it in terms of the No More Heroes games as a whole, I still personally like the first one as number one. And weirdly enough, two is number two, three is number three. And then the fourth being um, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, which is like the quote unquote spinoff, but really <laughs> super essential game for No More Heroes 3 that you definitely, it's probably the game you technically should play the most before playing No More Heroes 3, which is another factor too. Like if you are somebody that's interested in this game and haven't played the previous ones, uh, I definitely recommend you play the previous ones since there's just a lot of continuity um, for the previous ones that you'll definitely miss out on. And that is especially Travis Strikes Again, which has a lot of um, visual novel moments that will explain a lot about the game and stuff like that. So all in all, definitely um, if you... <laughs> If you're aware of that and you don't mind and you like some nice hack and slash action and, uh, you know, some very <laughs> funny, uh, that's one thing too. This game has some funny ass pop culture references that, uh, man, they just, they just jab in everybody, which they do it a very tastefully and funny way in my opinion. So, um, yeah, overall, definitely my game of the year so far, um, unless it's dethroned possibly by lost judgment, but so far in the running, definitely my game of the year. So <laughs> as a big Suda 51 fan, um, I mean, take that for what you will, but Hey, no more heroes three. I, I personally approve very much. So, um, considering all the things I said, if you're totally down with that. So yeah, with that being said, move on to what I've been playing which has been, or I mean watching, my bad. Excuse me, excuse me. So at least watching Marvel's What If. Um, this episode was actually pretty interesting. I mean, all the episodes to me have been pretty interesting and insightful. Kind of cool to see, uh, <laughs> I guess, what if. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so this episode, the plot was basically, uh, Dr. Strange. What if Dr. Strange lost his quote unquote heart? And I guess spoilers for this episode of what if, but basically it, uh, goes, takes you back to, um, the moment of the first Dr. Strange movie where he's uh driving and uh, when he gets in an accident, I guess he, I think originally he loses his hands somehow or his hands get messed up, but at least in this time, I'm not sure how it originally played. I forgot, but basically what's her name? Uh, his, his wife, I think she also died in the originally as well. I may be misremembering that, but either way, instead of his hands getting hurt or him getting hurt all regardless, um, his, I believe his wife, uh, gets basically killed in the car accident. And basically the story takes place of him, essentially trying to save her multiple times, but then it's basically fate kind of where it's like you technically can't really change it without making, having some very, very severe consequences in terms of the universe, um, which at least of course, 
Doctor Strange, he's like, you know what? No, I want to save her. I have to. And then going down this whole road of corruption to try to save her. And then ultimately when it comes to that, basically more or less the, the universe gets destroyed. Um, kind of, um, but yeah, it was pretty cool though. It was pretty cool. Had a lot of interesting hints at like, what if this technically considering this is technically kind of canon to some extent, maybe that this could be like, you know, referenced in a movie form, like in Dr. Strange's sequel or the Spider-Man movie uh, coming up. So I liked it. I'm liking the series so far. Um, this might be a Marvel bias, but I mean, I mean, it's cool. It's fascinating to see like the different angles and what if this person did do this, but was this seeing that nice, unique spin on it, which I think is pretty cool. So yeah. Um, also watched walking dead, the, the walking dead, the final, final season. Um, so saw the continuation of what happened last episode with, uh, what's his name? Negan, um, being Negan. Um, uh, so I guess spoilers for the walking dead of this episode, episode two, season 11, season 11, episode two. Um, yeah. Uh, basically, basically he, uh, he redeems himself kind of, where they, uh, they come across some, some scenarios where they learn like, okay, maybe we, this isn't what we should be doing kind of thing. And basically essentially, um, they, uh, they come to agreement. So basically, you know, where the episode left off where Negan was supposed to save Maggie, but he just let her fall. And then basically uh, it makes it, (laughs) of course, big surprise to anybody. Um, Maggie pulled a Glenn and, uh, basically managed to get, get out from under the, by going under the tracks and not getting scathed at all. And sure enough came at a uh, Negan, like you tried to kill me. And then everybody was against him. And then what's his name? The one dude, uh, that was with Negan that, um, you know, Negan kind of convinced like, Hey, we should go. And then he ended up going and taking some of the supplies and that bit him in the ass too. Cause he tried to come back and then he's like, Hey, just let me in guys. <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. Hey, let me in guys. Uh, this, this train car is locked. These zombies are right behind me. Please save me guys. Um, what are you guys doing? <laughs> uh, you, you should save me. <laughs> They're like, we can't do that. And he's like, Oh, come on now. Um, and then he was so heartbroken. He like stabbed himself in the heart twice. He's like, Oh, and then of course, you know, it wouldn't be the walk of dead where, you know, he's just looking at, 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 uh, at the survivors on the other side. And he's like, you know, the zombies eating them up, tearing his chest open and, and eating uh, the intestines. And he's, like, you, <laughs> he's had that look of just disappointment and despair. Like you did this, you did this. You see what they're doing to me. You did this. <laughs> it was, it was kind of more funny than, than like, uh, uh, horrific because of the, Oh man, it was, it was funny to me. It shouldn't be funny, but it was funny because of just the, (laughs) just the genuine hurt that like, oh man, just the defeat hurt and defeat. Ah, it was taking me out, but 
either way, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Um, at least next episode, at least they're hinting at, uh, we'll actually see the Reapers in full blown action. So, uh, get your, get your butts ready for that. Well, I mean, <laughs> what the four of you that watch still watch, watch the walking dead. I, again, I don't blame you. I do not blame you at all. So <sighs> yeah, more, more or less, more or less still enjoying the walking dead. Uh, the, <laughs> the four, three of us that are still watching, but, um, yeah, all in all, um, I think that will do it for episode. What was it? Damn it. <sighs> Keep forgetting. That'll do it for episode 119 switch of sites podcast. Uh, if you did like or appreciate uh, listening in or watch to the podcast, uh, feel free to like rate and subscribe on your uh, perspective platforms. Uh, greatly appreciate it. Um, yeah. Uh, till next time y'all, I got some movies to watch or movie to watch. Thank you. Uh, see y'all next time till next time. Get your game on. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe.